Disclaimer, we had some technical difficulties with one of the guests audio recording at some instances. I did try, however, to sort it out to the best of my abilities and hopefully you can enjoy it without it being too much of a distraction. Settle in, buckle up. Traktorik på skog och sjö och slingrande åsar i viskans dalgång ligger Västgötarnas största stad, Borås. Sjua bland svenska städer i detta nu, med 45 000 invånare, febrilt arbetande textilfabriker som väver fyra femtedelar av allt det i Sverige brukade bomullstyget. Och sitt fotbollslag väl värt att hålla en etta på i alla tippande svenska hem. Och till denna Knaledoniens huvudstad löper vägar från alla vädersträck. Fem järnvägar bindas där tillsammans. Hey kids! Welcome to another episode of Monster of the Week. Today I'm here with uh, Svante. Hello Svante. Hello. And I have my old trusty companion Åland with me also. Yeah, um, I haven't got kicked out for all my fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is Monster of the Week, constructing old school magic. And what are we doing today, Wallan? Today we are ta- going down a trip down memory lane, looking at uh, some decks from the BSK tournament, the second longest running tournament, uh, old school tournament, so, mm-hmm. which has been running since 2009, every year except the Corona year. Okay, yeah. And uh, Svante, you actually have been uh, like arranging it a couple of years. What's up with that? Yeah, I took over from MG in 2017. He was, for some reason, not able to go there. I mean, he's living in Oslo, after all. So, mm. and therefore I, I helped him with that. So I did that in 17, 18, 19. And then there were, was nothing in 20, of course. And now this year, I passed on the torch. Ah, you did. I, I didn't know that. I did, yes. Okay, so someone else is organizing it next year, maybe. Um, I organized it this year, and I will probably organize it next year. Ah, as well. okay. Yeah. This year, exactly. I see. Uh, but I have rather fond memories of uh, BSK because, like, back in the old school days, uh, there weren't that many tournaments, and no one would ever think of playing online. Uh, and this was rather big, and I kind of think that it's the most shark-infested, uh, watery <laughs> tournament, uh, except for Nubcon. Uh, am I correct with that assessment, uh, Svante? Yeah, the shark density was insane. Like, in the room, there were actually three shark carriers who were not playing in the tournament also, and mm-hmm. who had a combined seven sharks between them. Because both Fluffy and Kalle were playing in the top eight of the Legacy Nationals, Swedish Legacy Nationals, at the same yeah. time. And Elof was commentating on that. So there were a lot of Sharks not seeing play in the tournament. But there were also 
I believe, three shark players in, in the tournament. Orland, Schramm and Old School. Did I miss anybody? No, I think that was uh, that should be. No, Olaf also, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. So four sharks playing and three other sharks on site. Yes. So yeah. And like, do I? It's kind of that every year, at least that I've been on. And it's not like the, it's this enormous tournament. I don't know how many people. No, it's very, it's very small are. these days. Like it used to be yeah. in the fifties or sixties, but now this year there were only nineteen. Uh, I think two years ago we had about 25, 26 the past few years, but uh, I guess like we would have had a slightly more, if not for just them being in the legacy top eight or something like that at the moment. So, And also none of my teammates showing up for the tournament. <laughs> yeah, there were not so, not, nah. not so many people traveling to it, but... But as you say, like the the shark, as the shark numbers tell, it is still sort of unique in the way that it brings out some of the old school, old school crew. Yeah, that's what I For was. For example, old school, Victor, old school. A lot of those like great guys you yeah. only meet twice a year at NoobCon and at BSK. So even if it's quite small these days, it still feels very much like one of those old old school events before all the online events before all the other formats and so on. So it's, it's yeah. very sweet to play. Because like when I started even hearing of old school, uh, I heard uh, I heard from Robin Lund uh, that people are playing in hotel rooms with uh, black lotuses and old boarded cards. And I was <laughs> like, whoa, this seems mysterious. Uh, I don't know if that was at BS Corp, but probably around. It was, yeah. yeah it okay. used to be seen playing mostly in the hotel rooms and suites before before it got yeah. big. So it was definitely a thing back in the day, way before my time. I, I actually played uh, two years uh, in the hotel suites. I remember the first time was actually 2012 when I played. We we've played in the hotel suites and then 2013 uh, we also played in the hotel suites mm. uh, but then we were i think we were like 40 people or something playing in two hotel suites <laughs> and that, that that didn't really work uh work out great one of them was totally black and i mean totally black as in the walls were painted black the floor was black the everything in the room was black are you sure it was a hotel room <laughs> yeah i i don't know and the other one was looks like some victorian room with <laughs> paintings that shram uh, um, put upside down and i think shram well, that sounds more appropriate at least yeah, I think Shram fell asleep after round one due to being too drunk that year. Uh, so and Gaiol puked uh, close to some decks, and uh, yeah, that that didn't work out great. Uh, but <laughs> to be honest, to take a step back before we go, because today we've been talking about uh, like we will talk about the different decks through the years, and I think we might like talk about them more in a broader sense uh, are they still viable maybe and what would you do differently uh, and we will start with 2013 uh, is that does that sound good with you guys sure but before we do that uh, we've mentioned bsk and all that but Olan, could you tell us briefly what what even you, you mentioned legacy and vintage and so 
Yeah, it's so it's so it's basically a gaming Swedish gaming convention and called BSK, which is Borås Spel Convent or Borås Gaming Convention or something like that, uh, which features uh, role-playing games, board games, and other nerd stuff. Uh, and it's arranged every All Hallows uh, weekend, not Halloween, but the yeah All Hallows Eve. Uh, and uh, it's arranged in a school, so you can't drink on site. Uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> no, you should. No, uh, you shouldn't. But you you can drink outside and then come in, and if you don't behave like an asshole, <coughs> Gordon, uh, <coughs> um, it, it's okay. Uh, so so yeah. It, so in that way, uh, it's quite a unique tournament. Mm. Um, because it's the, one of the few tournaments without alcohol in Sweden uh, on site. Yeah, uh, old school tournaments. And also, yeah. yeah, and also there's a lot of uh, other tournaments like the Legacy Nationals, mm. which had over 100 competitors. Um, and then some pre-modern and vintage and uh, a lot of trading uh, of cards. Mm. So, uh, and this is also, I don't know if all the listeners uh, even realize that during NoobCon... <laughs> Actually, is it why it's during that time? Because Gothcon is at the same time, right? Do you do, yeah, do you guys know if MG yeah, intentionally I've, put it that time? Yeah, yeah. I I think the first Noobcon actually was at Gothcon, or some of those early, maybe the first ninety three, ninety four tournaments. I don't really remember, but I mean the. The, the Easter has always been a gaming weekend in Gothenburg since the 70s. So, mm. I mean, it's it's reasonable to put it at, yeah. at that time. But the international crowd probably, at least old school players, they don't really care about the convention, uh, I think. <laughs> uh, there's so many different tournaments uh, going on around the, uh, the, that time anyhow. Uh, but maybe we should jump in then. Uh, I've, we have a document with decks from... You mentioned, Olan, it's been going on since 2009. I don't know if we have yeah. any deck lists since then. No, I uh, actually, I don't know anything uh, before 2012 at all, mm. uh, what happened. So, so maybe someone can uh, write a history about that. Because a lot of the old... Um, a lot of the old pictures on the on the blog is lost because they are actually linked to some image share site and not uploaded to the blog. Mm. Uh, You're talking about I the MG old school blog. Yeah, right? yeah. So I think back then you couldn't upload uh, as much pictures as you can now mm -hmm. to the blog. So so yeah, maybe someone has them on some on some hard drive or something. But I, there's there's lots of pictures from from that era. Mm. Starting with 2013, maybe Svante, you can take it away. What are we looking at? 
So we we're going to mostly discuss the winners from each year here, I think. Mm. At least when we don't have anything to add otherwise. Yeah. And the first deck we're going to look at, at is a white weenie deck that won in 13, played by Brushan. And, uh, well, the format was a little bit different back then, but not tremendously so. This is post the four mana drain era, so it's it's more or less modern, so we don't have to think too much about that. And uh, I'm far from an expert on White Weenie, though. Yeah, me neither, but just like glancing over it, I think it looks rather solid. I don't know. Uh, so we have like four Savile Alliance, of course. We have. Uh, uh, what, what what more do we have? Well, on four tundra wolves, four. Okay. I believe it's clergy of the holy nimbus, right? Yeah. The one one yep. that regenerates yep. if the opponent doesn't pay to prevent you. So there's twelve one drops, four white knights, four thunder spirits as the creature suite, and uh, four swords, four decisions, four crusades, three army of law, three armageddon, a balance of the lands. And like no, the only land, non-land that sticks out here is uh, not playing Library of Alexandria. Maybe uh, that's true, but but also like it seems like a very low creature count when you have like four crusades and three armies and only twenty creatures seems a bit yeah. seems a bit low. Um, I don't really know what's what you should have instead, but in Swedish when you can't have any probably fun guys here, but it, it seems sort of low to me. I don't know. And uh, you, you should also remember that uh, he owns full he owned full power back then, mm -hmm. so he chose to not play, not even the white. Yeah, you, you don't, no, no problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, because he wanted he wanted to show that you can win without playing power. And that's definitely an impressive feat because the deck looks like a tier four pile. I guess. <laughs> well, we're not used to seeing that. Much uh, white weenie. I think the good cards here, Geddon, of course, all the good removal in a sense, but like maybe the sideboard with uh, my take on City in a Bottle is that I didn't see it that long back. I don't know if I'm correct here, but he has two City in a Bottle in the sideboard. Uh, maybe that made an impact during his games. Also. A very good sideboard cards as usual. Yeah, yeah. And like three uh, dust to dust. Maybe, as you mentioned... Uh, so three dust to dust and three to one offering. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Just, just facing my robot decks all day. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Like hitting those... I don't know, robot decks, maybe they had that also. But like my other feeling is that more people played like the deck and stuff like that and bs core we we will probably see some the deck come through here since we mentioned being a lot of sharks a lot of spikes there maybe uh, well that's a different thing here if if i can just interject about that because i don't think like it's not always that spiky like no, no. we will get into that like for this year i think and so on but People are experimenting a little bit on in BSQ in general. Maybe we don't see that in the winners as much, mm. but yeah, of course. I do believe that, that in general people are just wanting to have a good time, sort of, as well. Mm. What, what do you think, Olam? Yeah, I agree. And I like a lot of people's uh, playing this tournament. Um, some people don't have a lot of cards or they just want to play some something weird. Like, 
for instance, old school playing uh, Time Walk and uh, Mind Twist in the sideboard because they are two good cards. Uh, yeah. The, 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 uh, st stuff like that happens. And um, I mean, I, I, play, I played a lot of weird decks and a lot of spiky decks in this tournament. Yeah. Um, for sure. But like, uh, of course, in the, uh, the tournament in a broader sense, but like if you go back uh, when a lot of people, uh, this is mostly the Gothenburgers <laughs> that played the old school, but more and more people came into the format. Uh, I don't really felt that it had a sense of like, of course, this this nostalgia and you should play what you like and what you want. But still, it wasn't as frowned upon playing the deck because it, the format was kind of new in a way. But I think also that... 2013. I remember losing uh, to 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 Brushan or Henrik Järberg, uh, which is his name, uh, playing this deck. Uh, and I think one of the good things with him during this tournament and the deck that he wasn't uh, so drunk that he fell off the chair or stuff like <laughs> that, like a lot of his opponents were. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> so so I think he had a clear edge and he played a quick deck uh, mm. and not trying to play some weird control stuff. Uh, I remember I got a draw against old school. He played a Millstone Petra Sphinx deck something Field of Dreams. <laughs> Actually uh, not in this tournament because I had to go back and check here on on the blog the, the entire top eight. I mean, we, we could do an episode on this top eight, I think, in, in itself because it's... <laughs> It's amazing in a lot of different ways. And, um, for example, second place player was old school, play, playing what he's calling Power Twist Dream, which is oh, like okay. mi Mirror Ball with a couple of Underworld Dreams and four Winds of Change. So basically all the power cards ever, one Fork, one Mana Flare, Channel, two Fireballs, a Mirror, three Sylvans, a Bazaar, there's so, so many weird things going on here. And then the sideboard of one Serendip Jin and two Serendip Fritz, among other things. Okay, okay yeah, um, so so it was the year before he played that weird millstone. Uh, very, very likely, stick. yes. Yeah. Other hits are like Red Green Berserk. Um, MG was in the top eight with a Project M. Yep. Spoiler alert, he will do that again. <laughs> uh, and like the last place in the top eight was Elof with the only copy of the deck in the top eight. Yeah. It's a really, really cool, cool tournament. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like the it's a solid top eight in a way also. Uh, some spicy stuff going on, but uh, he came through. And Okay, well, you mentioned something you haven't seen, and I don't think we've seen in Swedish that much white weenie. Uh, why is that, and what would you do differently if you would even try it out? <laughs> Well, it's a very underpowered deck, obviously, and if you want to go full budget, budget, I think mono green is a lot better mm -hmm. these days. I mm. um, uh, I don't really know how to how to switch it up. I think if you play white queen today, it's because you really, really love the deck in mm. Swedish. Yeah. Uh, do you agree, Olan, or do you have any? Yeah, I I don't I don't I mean I like white win if, if you have fallen empires but mm. not not like this. You, you have to splash like red or something to to make it viable, I think. Yeah. Um I would I would just say also agree that in 2013 this was the budget deck of choice because this cost like 
$400. I bought this for fun in the cheapest versions just to show that you can buy cheap decks. But today, go mono green. Mm. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I think you can sort of play red-white tax edge and retain some of the white weenie feeling and also some of the budget feeling when you don't play power. It's not like budget, budget, of course, but it's something you can can do mm. in this sort of in this this space. Yeah. We do see a preacher or three of them even in the sideboard here. You actually played a preacher in, was it Noobcom 2 something? You have one yeah, in the sideboard. I yeah, I bought it there. That was sort of because I was afraid of stuff like this, like mono, mono white or mono green especially. Yeah. It was because a bus we, we thought it would be a bunch of, uh, of budget decks in, in the tournament. Mainly but it's because... Also like just solid against decks that do not have a ton of removal spells. Yeah, but did what's the Nubcon 2, did they allow... Uh, it was totally Swedish? Uh, pure pure Swedish. Swedish, Swedish, yeah. 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 So, so we thought a lot of people would have budget decks because they do not have Swedish legal power and deals yeah. and so on. But I kind of like Preacher, as you mentioned, against many of those yeah, decks. Preacher's good. Yeah, Preacher's good. Uh, so maybe we don't really need to go into anything else here i guess storm spirits not that much played i even tried to build like put it in some decks uh, but usually someone you tells mean me thunder spirits yeah right? thunder spirits sorry <laughs> thunder spirits uh That's, storm spirit is an ice edge card right yeah the one two green red card or something like that right i think it's the two three four five blue one okay yeah Whatever. The, here we're talking about the flyer in uh, Legends. Um, yeah, it's the double white, right? And doesn't stand the bolt test, I guess. It, it got first strike, though. <laughs> the, you, you, only in white weenie, probably, you'll see at least four of them. Uh, so, where we go to 2013, what do we have here, Roland? Well, that was 13. No, 14, sorry, yeah. 14. I'm here yeah, earlier. and uh, this is uh, this is also an interesting. This is the first uh, first tournament, uh, first year they play at the convention center, uh, actually uh, in an own room. And we were, I think, we were 60, 60 plus players this year. Mm. Uh, and they had to because we had some weird software. You act they actually had to roll the dice for the eighth place. Uh, so they rolled the 20-side dice who made top eight in the last spot. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one got the blaze of glory. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, this uh, this one um, they was won by um, Blue-Red Burn deck. Uh, a bit of a weird, weird one. Uh, Robin um, from Gothenburg. Uh, uh, with, uh, I mean, plays bolts, it plays chain lightning, it's 12 burn, um, f but also three fireballs and three earthquakes. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of burn, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then juggernauts, um, to combo with the earthquakes. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand the juggernauts. I, I mean, I can understand the burn, but yeah. Mm. Well, Shivan, yeah. Power, one of Black Wise because it was restricted or because they wanted... Because like I've heard someone say, yeah, you can play it as the fifth one drop, but this is the only one drop except <laughs> the burn. Uh, yeah. And like the dibs, the boomerangs, 
You don't see that many boomerangs. Three of them here. That's kind of, I don't know. Does something, or do, always does something, but... Uh, what do you guys think? Like, burn... Blue red burn. We will see some other blue red burn running around. Ulle's been really good at playing uh, blue red burn. Was it mainly because of sit in a bottle being prevalent, or why don't we see it anymore? Is it just because ATOG is way better? <laughs> That's a complicated question that I could probably spend 45 minutes on, which <laughs> we might not want, but uh, I, I don't agree with many words you said mm -hmm. because I do not think ATOG is better I do not think Blue Red is that underplayed mm. either but generally I think the reason people do not play very much Blue Red these days mm. is that the Blue White Red deck has risen so much instead so people like playing Lions instead of Flying Man yeah so um then it's a much better deck than this, obviously, because Canvas Spell and Flying Man are so much better than Boomerang and Juggernaut, and also like Black Power instead of some of the extra X spells, which is are the main main differences. Like there is mm. no Shatters either here, for example. But I think Blue Red is maybe slightly underpowered right now, or underplayed right now because. People have drifted away there a little bit, as I say, maybe to, towards ATOG as well. Mm. I don't like ATOG as much anymore in one strip worlds because people are playing so many burn decks mm. with so your vices are worse because they have everybody has eight bolts just threw at you. Mm. But uh, I think blue red burn is still very much viable, yeah, and but maybe not this list. Maybe it's also like blue red burn has the of course you can play it on ATOG, splashing black, whatever, but playing blue red mainly uh, allows uh, blood moons in the sideboard. Uh, yep. uh, and those can always win. Yeah, games. Blood, moon is the, blood moon is the reason to play blue red instead of instead of white also. Or mm. green also. Instead of losing to Blood Moon, you gotta play it yourself and that's very powerful. Mm. Well what do you think, Holland? Do you uh, my, my thought on blue red is I think uh, I think it's awkward to play. I played it quite a bit. Uh, I think it's awkward to play full set of counter spells. I'm not talking about this list now, but the mm. full set of counter spells and a lot of burn and dibs. I I feel it. I feel I tend to like uh, more aggressive builds or more more like aggressive builds like uh, the fantasy zoo or more controlish builds like the troll disco. Uh, rather than playing this kind of deck. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get some mixed feelings when playing it, and I don't really know what to do. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I I think I played it uh, in a later, <laughs> like maybe 2019. Was that the last time you said something we, before this year? We, had, we jumped over 2020 for BSK. Yeah. Yeah, so I tried it out but it was clearly not a good choice uh, meta wise then uh, I actually lost to well we will get to the winner also I lost to the winner playing uh, sit in a bottles in the sideboard you know that all switcheroo thing uh, and yeah I, I didn't really I think what you're saying uh, Olam, I 
it's I don't know where to be. Some people play it more like as a control deck of the sideboard with all the counter spells and whatever, just doing the burn. But uh, I couldn't really. I wasn't as good at at it to do exactly that. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe you need to be a better player to actually. Uh, and then I have then I have a friend of mine, Nelson or Nene. Uh, he he only has this the, the the good version of blue red burn, and he only plays that, and he has played that in every tournament he has played. Mm. And he likes it, and he plays it good. So there's that. Uh, but it's it's. I have uh, come to the conclusion that it's just not a deck for me. Yeah, I like it a lot, actually. Um, I th- obviously sit in a bottle is a problem, but that's not that much played. And like post-board bottles, you can play around in different ways, mm. building the deck and sideboarding around it a little bit like that. You can do the Kalle yeah. option of playing Suchis. Instead of yeah, definitely. And... We will we will get to what I was playing mm. recently as well, but like I think, or you can just build it in some other way. You don't have to play all those eight creatures that are Arabian, or you can play something else in addition to it, and so on. So I, I think blue red is totally something something that is being played right now as well, and it's but it's very very similar to to the white or green decks as well. So like yeah. <clears throat> an earlier version or more of a uh, like old schooly version of it is playing like flying man uh, unstable mutations and stuff like that also uh, clearly that is going like more all in and probably not as good but uh, I've, I've met some of those decks uh, a couple of years ago uh, but maybe yeah I I feel like you, I think you talked about it uh, a bit, Santa. Like playing two colors, you don't need to play that many cities. And sure, uh, there's a lot of things you can actually do by playing just two colors. Maybe not even splashing, but if you're playing, it's easier just to splash the black, right? Yeah, if you play blue red, it's sort of free because your your mountains could just be badlands anyway, and then you get the black mana. Mm. It's only like. If you're already playing three colors, then you can think about whether it's correct to splash or not. Mm. But if you're two colors, it definitely is. Yeah. And uh, maybe we should... Do you guys have anything more to say about the 2014s? Orland, do you have any fond memories back then? No, I think the only fond memory was that uh, rolling the dice for the eighth place. It wasn't <laughs> me, but, but it, that's, that's really fun. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool story. So 2015, we did have more burn, and it's uh, or less uh, blue red burn list. And this looks more like a stock list that uh, you would. But it's still pre flying man days, yeah. be- because there are no flying mans at all. There are only five creatures, mm. five surrendibs, the fifth being a gin, of course. So this is a step, maybe in the right direction. Not uh, still. 
10 burnish spells uh, except for the uh, like x spells uh, yeah st- still no black and still no one drops mm. but it's it's getting more into the modern version mostly because of the counter spells i think because this is the full suite of counter spells so it's actually like counter burn instead of just just the ac- actual burn aggro like this that worked before i think the the main version before Correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the Electric Eel deck, right? Most people play yeah. that. Yeah, it, it, it was called the Electric Eel Aggro, and it won the the, um, the NoobCon in 2014. Mm. Right. Um, Electric Eel is still sort of cool, just too bad against other aggro decks, but it's, yeah. it's a card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so Ola is playing all the dips. He's playing uh, Blood Moon in the main, I guess. Uh, and some other like fun choices I'd say like a disrupting scepter going in more for the counter spell uh, is he playing is he playing two red blast main deck it looks like that two red blast and amnesia main we don't have the sideboard Ah, on this photo yeah of course so it must must be everything must be main deck which is very very (laughs) interesting in different ways so can act as a control deck this i guess with the amnesia and the disrupting scepter five counter spells uh, yeah it sort of has to right because yeah. it has only five real creatures except for the factory. i mean i mean it's so bad to to do not splash black for mind twist instead of the amnesia that's true <laughs> the, it does I power mean, mountains so there is that uh, yeah um so i think I mean, card availability must have been an issue here. I mean, no one had Badlands extra, probably, or something. Mm-hmm. Or Ulle doesn't want to lend cards. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, because it's, that. Yeah. yeah, because it seems so bad to play uh, Amnesia. Yeah, that is also like a tip to the hat to the glory of Mana Drain days. People playing for Mana Drains. Uh, some... Uh, Amnesia is also, I think. Uh, you I... can't play Amnesia in a man rain days, right? It must be so bad. Yeah. Uh, some other decks that year. Uh, we had Mirrorball by uh, Martin Yuda. Uh, always plays his Mirrorball. Uh, we had Monkey Burn, actually. I don't I think know. that was around the time that Yoda made the first Mirrorball, okay. wasn't it? Could... Yeah. That seems uh, because I think Mana Vault had recently been unrestricted, and that's why, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Well, in this, this version, he only has one. Uh, in this version, he only plays one uh, Mana Vault. But, okay. uh, but like Power Monolith, we have the Monkey Burn is basically playing, uh, you know, uh, Curlips, but some Dandans also <laughs> in the main. Uh, oh, that's uh, was it uh, N- uh, Nikolai no, Weibull? Mikael Lin, uh, uh, Lindian played yeah. that actually. Oh, okay, that's yeah. Because also no I black. Have a, <laughs> I have, a, have a, uh, maybe it was the next year, but I have a good story from this uh, tournament where Nikolai Weibull, the old Swedish champion, uh, he played turn one uh, Mistress Factory, Black Lotus, Dan Dan Go, where where I pointed out to him that your Dandan has to go to the graveyard. That's a good point. <laughs> that, that was not a great turn, turn one for him. 
Yeah, but I haven't seen Dundon either in a long time. No, no, that's. I think that, I think that Dundon was pretty sweet when um, in the sideboard when everyone played the deck and uh, played the deck without win cons at all. Yeah. Then I think Dundon was pretty good. I mean, we had a Dundon in the top eight of the last real noobcon. There we. What was yeah, Jordan Boyle played that in his Mono Blue Marfoc deck. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Multiple main deck Dundons and zero surrender befrits, you know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It is cool. <laughs> I think Dundon has maybe underplayed in some way because it's not unplayable. You, know, you re- very rarely see it now. Yeah, and we already mentioned like how you could do some other sideboard options if you're afraid of uh, sitting in a bottle, I guess. It's four power for two mana. What not to like. <clears throat> So, going forward, we have 2016, Fluffy, of course, the deck. Uh, well, to be honest, it's quite interesting this, that this is the first time the deck has won a BSK. I, thi- I, I think it's the first time. I don't know about 2009 to 2011. Mm. Uh, may, no, may, in 2012, Elof uh, won with the deck. Okay. I'm pretty sure because it was back then when he won three sharks in a row. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, I didn't know he won them in a row. Yeah, but the thing is, he won one at the the summer convention. He beat me in the finals uh, at the at Varberg Spelkonvent. Oh, those sharks. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, we played a three-hour or something final. The deck mirror. It was my second time playing, and in turn forty-eight, I forgot to activate my disrupting scepter once, and he won. Because he could keep his counterspell in hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, uh, I'm gonna remember that for the rest of my life. But yeah, Elof won three sharks in a row, but it was two real shark tournaments, so to say. Yeah. So Fluff, Fluffy's list here is basically just to stop the deck. I could I could play this exact list today. You could. Being any kind of shame. Uh, we have one like standout cards, maybe, or like. You, of course, you see the them in the deck. Flex here are like one extra mana source, I think, which is the copy artifact, mm-hmm. one power sink, and one stone rain. Yeah, and no, like creatures, may no Sir angels, not even the cyber, right? Or do we have one? No. 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 So but Fluffy never did before last Nobcon, I think. Okay. Yeah, because uh, because you didn't need it back then. Because you played against so bad decks, quote. I could get behind this. It's like nothing special to talk about because it's such a stock the deck list mm. even now, which is sort of amazing in its own way. Yeah. Uh, not much has changed. Maybe the, like, I don't know if people play uh, Time Vault <laughs> the, anymore. No, no, no anymore. but in, b- back in the days, uh, uh, I think all Gof- Gothenburg, uh, the deck players, played Time Walk. Time Vault in the sideboard for the mirror. Mm. Uh, me and Jukke certainly did. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, and the thing is you want to have uh, access to all the mana, so you skip one turn, right? Or I mean, basically, if you, if you play it turn one uh, and your opponent uh, doesn't do anything, you just, gi- just give them an extra turn. Mm. Uh, that, that's that's the standard play. Otherwise, you, yeah, I mean, there's certain situations where you that arises, but yeah. Um, you basically give up a card, which is the time vault you play for mm. a large mana and or tempo advantage later. Mm. Yeah, and that's sort of good in the mirror. Yeah, 
so maybe we don't need to talk that much more about it. We have like circle protections and stuff in the sideboard. All the stuff you can imagine that uh, uh, yeah, the two deck circ- has. Uh, two circle protection reds, but only 15 cards, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. That, yep, that yep, stands yep. out. <laughs> it is, yeah. But t- typically, when you do play that, you play at least 16. Exactly. You need one, you get one extra. Uh, yeah, like I, as I talked about earlier, also the deck, like the, we're, go, we're getting closer to uh, like nowadays. Uh, and actually, next turn, not that much fun, but actually, the evolution of burn is being seen here in uh, Ulla's yeah, Blue Red. Yeah, uh, talk us through it uh, sometime. Yeah, because in 2017 we have Ulle winning again. Sadly, this time only at the Fallen and not a Giant Shark anymore. Mm. But because that that's the first year where the BSK Shark had swum to Arvika instead. But this is the modern day list of Blue Red Burn. Mm. Four dibs, four flying men, four counter spells. Only two side blasts, but the eight bolts, one shatter, the black splash, the one main deck black vice. I think by then black vice was unrestricted, but like it was a hangover because Ola didn't want to change it, I think. <laughs> yeah. And also only one blood moon in the sideboard because I think he didn't have more right there or something like that. But it, it's it's basically a stock what is now considered the stock Blue red burn yeah. version. Uh, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I would change. The only main thing that I was afraid of is the. Uh, maybe I'm too afraid of it. Uh, is to sit in a bottle. Uh, so some more threats, but burn might do it. Do enough if you have all the counter spells and. Yes, it sort the, of does, right? Yeah, and the mistress, of course. I mean, you can do different small things. You can build a slightly different sideboard. You can like play main blood moon. You can play more blood moons. You can play less fluxes and whatever. There are you can like tune it, but you don't have to build a completely different build because this is totally viable right now as well. Mm. Like if you even when you want to play blue red burn today, you obviously have to think about what kind of metagame is it. What do you expect? What do you like? What are your cyber plans? If you want to, yeah. um, you can always, like, this is a totally fine, fine approach as it is. Uh, and this year, you actually top edited uh, Olan also with uh, your Fantasy Zoo deck, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted to play a good uh, aggressive deck, and um, most aggressive decks were terrible back then. So I had to borrow a lot of cards to build this 12 uh, bolt Lion Dib deck. Uh, which I played back then. Mm. Um, so I borrowed a couple of sushis. I had one. I borrowed Cyblasts. Uh, but you ha- only had one, so you borrowed so you could play four. That is. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, and I borrowed Serendibs and I borrowed a couple of jewels, uh, the plateaus, uh, to make basically uh, a, 
I think one of the first Lion Bolt Dib decks with 12 burn. I haven't se- I haven't seen any earlier list that played yeah. that. Yeah, I mean neither. We had a discussion before uh, recording like chatting away about Fancy Sue and me not recognizing what deck was what. <laughs> uh, but uh, something you talked a bit about like where maybe you could be or like what's the up- what's the good part about playing 12 burn decks in Sun Alliance, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, the burn approach in general, like I said, like this is so close to blue red in a way mm. as well. Like it's like blue red and this and the rug burn decks and like the mo- modern day lion bolt dib bolt decks, which mostly only play lions and dibs, mm. if, if even that. And um, j- just being the aggression plus burn, like aggressive creatures plus burn plus power is a very powerful strategy and a lot of people play that now mm. that was that kind of streamlined or smooth experience or approach was more rare back then I think mm. like you, you're not playing black here Orland and no uh, and but a lot of people do that now you could have done that because we have all the cities as well yeah, but like uh, uh, the thing is that I um, I think we may be I don't remember why I didn't play black uh, because in the upcoming versions I played the demonic tutor main mm-hmm. and the mind twist in the sideboard. Um, mm. Because yeah, I don't remember. Maybe we didn't have a mind twist extra. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, because like this was me and uh, Yuki Almelund uh, brewing um, before the tournament. Didn't you so, have mind twist for the deck? No, but I didn't bring the deck. I was I talked to him and said I wanted to play an aggressive deck, ah, okay. and he brought he brought some cards ah. uh, in a box, uh, and we we brewed this. So, so there's some weird cards in the sideboard, um, maybe uh, like the black wise. I don't know. <laughs> I never boarded that in, and it's, there's there's some weird weird stuff okay. going on. But I but I kind of stuck with uh, the the shatter storms. Uh, yeah, you have two shadow storms in the sideboard. You also have the Gaddons there. Do, uh, do you still keep the Gaddons in your yeah. fancy suit decks? And you can have them yeah. in the sideboard always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I should. Re- I, I mean, I played this a couple of times, and I think I've finished uh, go- good-ish every time. Mm. Uh, I don't like uh, Sochi main that much. It feels more like something that's good against Blood Moon, but. Main deck people have so many decent chance, which are not yeah. very good against you anyway. So it would probably be better to play like Sarah Angel main and Suchi in the board. After. Yeah, I sh- I changed uh, the deck up and played Sarah's main after this tournament for that reason, uh, uh, because uh, and also there's um, this like I love Sarah Angel. It's my favorite card in old school. So so I'm I'm always biased to that card. Mm. Uh, but I don't know maybe. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's not. Uh, Playing some Saros also give you the opportunity. You you have one in the sideboard in this uh, particular mm. deck list we're talking about, but that also gives you option to have moat uh, if you like take out the lions against some decks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like leaning back, just burning, and. Do you like the moat plan, Orland? No, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> play a moat. Nope. Uh, 
Uh, I, I agree. I, I think lions are too good to cut. Mm. So I don't like moat in these decks at all. Because lions are just... I, I would not like to cut lion in any matchup. Even if moat is a strong card, I would rather just keep the aggro plan, keep keep the lions not bringing moats, trying to beat creature decks in other ways. Like, you can bolt yeah. other guys, and you can board in, like, like Falling Star these days. But, but otherwise, just... There are so many different ways to do it, and like block with Sarah and everything. And I just, yeah, honestly, rather have Earthquake than which, like, still not great with Lions, but it's better with Lions than Modest. Mm. Uh, Other mentionables uh, from 2017. We do see uh, Yoda's Mirrorball deck there again with the four Monovolts, as you uh, mentioned before, Svante. Uh, come in second place in top eight. Uh, yeah, the this was actually the first year I played BSK mm-hmm. in the in the old school event. I had started the format the year before, mm-hmm. sometime. Uh, Do you remember what you played? Yeah, I actually lost to Yoda in, in the top eight, so I, I did make the quarterfinals. Okay, I yeah, we like did, I, there I power see monolith, <laughs> power monolith with the deck or like the deck power monolith hybrid. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Power Monolith and Steelbooks and like three of everything and Power Sync, which is just unplayable. Like this, this is a horrible deck. <laughs> but I still like managed to. Uh, I remember beating Orland the last round in the in no, the, the, no, the, f- the fifth round actually. Yeah, wasn't it fifth, five rounds before? No, six, six, six rounds because I, I looked at the notes and okay. then I beat the the deck in the sixth round to, oh, pin, okay. to, to make top eight. Yeah. I, I thought I went like five and oh and then lost immediately afterwards. But yeah, I was. I remember being extremely lucky against you, playing like a wheel and drawing into the three card combo with exact man or something like that. Yeah. Whereas you would have had to draw one lightning bolt and kill me, something yeah. along yeah, those lines. Some... <laughs> Yeah, but that's so, always those lines when you're playing against a twelve bolt deck, I guess. But 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 also like this is this was actually the first time I played something else than the deck, and then it's still like sixty out of the seventy five is the deck. Mm. But it was the first first time I dared go outside of my comfort zone of playing nothing but the deck in the format for the, my first year. Yeah. So there is that as well. Yeah, we do see. I, I had a lot of fun. It was a bad deck, but I had a lot of fun playing. Yeah, we have two more. Uh, the decks in the top eight also uh, and like is this the first time at least going well Philips Twiddlewald makes a showing it, I don't know when the first it played it in was, Nukon. it's cool, cool to see yes yeah so it's the it's a pretty good Twiddlewald deck I guess we don't need to walk uh, walk through the listeners through it but it's like the like first uh, iteration somewhere uh, of where it is. Now. things have changed. Since. Yeah, of course. Uh, and yeah, like troll burn. We have a lot of troll disco going around now, but this is more of a uh, like creature based. Yeah, the based. troll burn is kind of cool. Yeah, with uh, Michael Lindian again. Michael Lindian. Is that placebo blue? Is it Michael yeah. Lindian? Okay. Uh, playing. Like more creatures, I guess, and but and like burns, somewhere burns. between what you are playing in uh, Disco Troll, uh, Olan, with the counter spells, but no uh, actual disc here. Yeah, but he, I, I kind of like this list. I, this is the disc I, w- I would like to try mm-hmm. because it plays twelve burn, uh, 
and trolls. Yeah, uh, and uh, four flying men, four dips, then yeah, and the other regular cards. Uh, it's more Do straightforward. I don't know if you play discs in the board because we don't see the sideboard here, but it yeah. feels like something you should do, right? Yeah, when you are playing the troll, it's like free, in a way. I guess so. He doesn't play. He plays wheel, but no time twister, which hmm. seems <laughs> weird. Yeah, like and I know he, I, I know he owns a time twister, so that that's not an issue. Seventeen, come ticking closer to now. We're at two thousand eighteen. Yeah, uh, when your teammate Jonas Tatsin won. Yeah, uh, and uh, that was with not the not what you. Spoiler: You won the last one we had here this year. Uh, playing mm. like Arabian Agro, and I th believe you and uh, Mono released a podcast uh, about it. So we're not going that deep into it, but you had a big discussion about what Arabian, what you should call it. Uh, for me, this is yes. more Arabian. Uh, I mean, this is definitely Arabian because it plays f uh, eleven creatures that are not factories, and all of them are from Arabian Nights. So it plays. Apes and dibs and Urnam Jins and no pixies. So that's about as Arabian as you can get, right? And four cities as well. Mm. The, uh, this is uh, Berlin's uh, list. Uh, oh, it is? Yeah, you can okay. see it for because of the one Stormseeker in Maine. Uh, you don't usually see Stormseeker. Really uh, I, I watched the finals and I remember... He cast Stormseeker and it was almost as good as a fireball because it, it dealt three damage for four mana. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, well, and what do you remember from 2018? Do you want to say anything about uh, the deck? And, uh, I remember I played uh, one Time Vault, Tweedlewalt, and. Uh, did terrible. Oh, oh, you did? I did not know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure I lost against your uh, Lich Mirrorball. Oh, did we play then? Okay, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I think we have played uh, three times at BSK and <sighs> you beat me every single time. <laughs> That's yeah, good. I number, I guess. My, my Lich deck was so bad. I won two and three, I know, but that's true. I, yeah, okay. Was it you? No. I, are you sure I did that? Because I... I sort of looked up my report, and I think I went two and three, and I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah right, okay, yeah, I, I conflated that with the year year after actually. So yes, yeah, yes, you're correct. Mm. I, I beat you, and I beat Yuki as well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be honest, I be I uh, my BSK results. I mean, I've top eighted once with the fantasy zoo, but my results are terrible. I, 
I no, played the twice now. Yeah, yeah, but we'll come to that. But I think I've played the deck three times and I never <laughs> finished better than like three, two <laughs> with the deck at, at BSK, which is terrible uh, compared to where I, when I played That's it true. otherwise. Mm. <clears throat> like going back to the deck we discussed, Jonas Satin's winning deck, uh, it's the mm -hmm. Arabian Agro, that more mid-rangey uh, like build. Uh, some like cards that might uh, stick out is like we have a, well, another storm seeker in the sideboard, but also an ice storm. Uh, like the the vices, uh, I wanted to ask you about that. You kind of mentioned it with Atog, Svante, but is I that mean, it's, such a bad it's card? It's not a bad today, sideboard or? card because you can bring it in on the play and slow decks, right? It's, it makes your best, best draws better. Mm. We have one main here. What what are the I best? Never made it. Okay. Never main. If it's made, but like it's not the worst cyber card in general in these kind of burn lists when you're on the play, right? Because yeah, one for the point, getting to one, and then like more, more than one, and uh, makes you draw something better. So it's not it's not horrible as a cyber card. Mm. What do you think, Yeah, I've uh, my. I'm a fan of uh, playing uh, black wise and boarding them in on on the on the play, uh, uh, and maybe against I mean against sit in a bottle decks you have so you have you play sixteen main deck Arabian cards, yeah. Uh, so you have to shave those. Uh, so you have to have something to take in against uh, sit in a bottle. You're playing eleven of those are the creature based on. Uh, but like, where are the? Okay, so maybe not main any time, uh, but like, I I when they when when vice was unrestricted, uh, I kept having this discussion like, what where are you? It, are you keeping two in the sideboard? Do you want one one? But okay, maybe just one or two in the sideboard then, in burn decks basically. It could be okay. Yeah, but you think maybe. Like copper tablet or uh, I don't know. Yeah, I like copper tablet better because what you want out of a sideboard card, if you want some kind of burn spell, there is more repeatable damage mm. against the control deck, which we will get to. But uh, I think the biggest problem here is not playing pixies. Mm. To have another because pixies is so good. Yeah, a solid. It's basically, threat. the reason to play green for me, I think, by far the best green creature, including Curdeb in the format. It might be like also going i don't know closer to now like suchi is such a played card you don't you see more suchis than ernie's right uh, and pixies yeah, yeah, exactly. just walk through that Ra randomly hoses that mm. uh but <clears throat> you mentioned you played lich and you, you did you <laughs> give it up yeah, after yeah. this or <laughs> uh, i believe i it's mirror ball lich then yeah right I played once more in like a small gathering in Stockholm at some point. Mm. Um, after me and Gordon had recorded that hate match of Atog versus Blue Red, I remember me playing some Lich a, at a pub. Mm -hmm. And that was like the last time I, when I actually gave it up. But now the thing here, yeah, my theory was that Lich wants the mirror kill anyway. Mm. Mirror is good with Lich, so... And like Sylvan is good in, in both sword, sword of, and you want like fast bond and uh, draw card to the wood anyway. 
So it's like a mirror. This is like a mirrorball list that has a lich kill as a backup, sort of. If if the opponent doesn't damage you, the mirrors are worse. So I try to do that, but just never works. Mm. It's a lot of fun when it works. When you actually do get off with lich and fast bond and dark heart of the wood, but it's so hard to set up and it's inconsistent and it's expensive and dies to removal and dies to distance chance. So you have to set it up with weird ways and so on. So it's like. It's sort of fun, but it's way too bad. Yeah. And that, nowadays there is an actual good combo deck in Twiddle Vault instead. Like Lich is just, it's cool, but it's not even close to working. I went two and three that year, I believe. I, I mean, the thing is, it, it's so fun that you splash a uh, four four black costing cost card basically. <laughs> yeah, you can that, say that. That, that. Yeah, and it's like you have to play rituals. Which are terrible. They're not that mm. much worse than Mana Vault, actually. Which is the slot. Yeah, okay. Uh, so you basically, otherwise you would have four Mana Vaults. Yeah, well, three, three probably, but yes. Yeah. Noticeable this year, uh, 2018. We, we have Fluffy coming second. That's maybe no surprise uh, with the deck. We have uh, Ty coming third with the deck. Uh, basically, Orland's list from our week, it says... Two main decks, Saras, and three books. Uh, but we have the Lauter deck here. And we have Matthias Nilsson. No, not Matthias Nilsson. We have uh, Mikael Lindén playing Fantasy Zoo. Uh, so we're like that deck getting more played, I guess. Uh, but in the version, <laughs> the, the fun part is that uh, in Mikael Lindén's Fantasy Zoo deck, <clears throat> he plays three modes in the sideboard. <laughs> So yeah, but, yeah. He, he. I think he owns five modes: four Swedish legal and an Italian. Oh, so uh, him in his version playing the flying men uh, and like dibs and two Saras in main. So maybe more viable, but uh, yeah, that's one way to go about it, I guess. Uh, like. The Lauter deck, uh, that's basically like it's the. You, we had a brief discussion about it. I just want to like mean, address it. Lauter, blue white fly, uh, blue white with Serendibs, Lions, and a bad mana base. Mm. That's Lauter. Yeah. So yeah. a control, it's somewhat like a blue red burn deck, but instead of, of burn, you're playing all the answers. Yeah. Uh, is that you could say that I think it's very different when you don't have the burn, but mm. yes, it's on that same general spectrum, sort of like back very much away at one end of that spectrum. I mm. think, yeah, uh, we have a uh, Unreal Dreams mid range deck there also, so a lot of burn uh, in the uh, top eight, uh, actually. It's it's weird because in Swedish tournaments, aggro hasn't done really well, but it seems like at BSK, uh, aggro is the best. Mm. That's it's, right. It's really weird because at NoobCon, um, it's basically the deck uh, and Lauter and uh, a black mid-range deck who has won, uh, and the black mid-range deck lost, uh, won against the deck in the finals. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a bit weird. Uh. Mm. Um, 
And talking about that, that same Black Midrange deck is the deck that won the next BSK in 2019. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Played by Hannes Lövgren. And Hannes Lövgren, also known as Beyoncé. What can we say about this then, uh, Svante? I honestly don't remember the exact differences between this and the deck that Hashi won Nukon with, except that Hashi had three Jusum Jins and one Nightmare, and Hannes does not have that unhealthy love affair with a burning horse, so he's playing four Jins instead. Mm-hmm. And I think Hashi has like Icy Manipulator and Energy Flux. Oh, it does, okay. This has some. Uh, this is Flux as well. Yep. Uh, and he doesn't. Uh, I mean, Obliet obviously is something else in Hashi's deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't have the. He, uh, Hashi has uh, Black Knights in the sideboard instead of Sushis. I mean, they don't do the same thing, but that spot. Yeah, I know Hannes has played suit, uh, Black Knight in the main yep. at some point as well. Like when we played Noobcon, the last real Noobcon, which is close, like after this one, I know we had Black Black Knight in the main, or at least I re- seem to remember that. Like uh, Obliet is certainly cool. I I played against Hannes this year, last week. Then he played main deck Terror instead, like two Terrors and two Drain Lefts in the main and one more of each in the board. This has no terror. Oh, yeah, it's one terror. Okay, cool. But only one terror in the 75, and I think terror is very good in the black decks. Mm. I think what he said about this list is that he tried some new cards, some were good and some Mm. were bad, uh, was the quote. (laughs) Makes Uh, sense. uh, So, yeah, I mean, Hannes has played this deck for a lot of years. Right, yeah. He he had, like, two types of decks. He had this deck or the... Uh, Underworld Dreams combo deck, five color combo. Mm, mm. Uh, that that those were his decks. So mm. he certainly has tried out most of the cards you would try in this list. Yeah, I think you can. He got me uh, during this tournament as I played the blue red tempo burn Olerode deck. Uh, mm. I did see all the Jusans game one or something like that, and then I kept. I I still lost. I believe, and then I kept all. Then he bottled you. Yeah, exactly. I had one permanent left. I had like two dibs and maybe one city or or like something like that, and a moxen. So the energy flux combined with the Serena bottle uh, can be like devastating. Uh, I must say, I love the fact that some some players have their one pet deck, then they play over and over again and change a few cards between tournaments and find out what's better and switch it up a bit it's just so there's something beautiful to that i think mm. here like i've played against a lot of decks that play sinkhole also uh, like a lot of black decks but they, i usually don't see sinkhole as a good card but maybe with energy flux uh, it works better i guess um we have four here in the main what do you guys feel about sinkhole i I love Sinkhole in these kind of decks. Mm. I mean, he, he totally wrecked me with Sinkhole. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree with Oland. I think it's actually good. Like, you can you can usually get get a factory or a maze or library with it in if you really need to, or you can just color screw somebody with it if, if it's necessary, or you can take out just as a good tempo spell so they do not get up to what they actually need. Sure, like, it's a bad top deck, but... It's a bad top deck that usually kills a factory anyway. Mm. I think Sinkhole is 
really, really good once you get the double black for it in these kind of lists. So uh, I, I actually like it. This is the blue, black, like just some deck uh, I would also like to play probably. I, I like how uh, you're actually like able to dark ritual out a hypnotic specter and underworld dream you can win on such many levels i guess uh, but probably the sideboard makes it <laughs> work better than some other just some decks uh, with uh, the class more classical thing taken in searches i guess uh, and yeah, having, so sit in the bottle yeah. and taking out the the Jusums, basically mm. But also like drain life. We, ha we have two here in the mail and even one in the sideboard. Uh, this is uh, well drain Drain's life. Cool. Yeah, it really works here, I guess. I like I like drain life in the. He plays sixteen uh, black sources plus black lotus plus four rituals. Um, the the drain lives are good. You th those life swings can really matter mm. uh, with this with this deck. Uh, so I kind of like them. Uh, I've tried it out. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I would play two, but I would certainly play one. Yeah, having especially out of the board against burn decks in general. Mm. Yeah. And having a the few points can go a long way. Just draining a pixie or a lion or something. Mm. Well, how, how do you feel about gloom then? Uh, is it a, if you're playing such a heavily like black based deck? Do you play gloom still? Here, we have three in the sideboard. What do you feel, Olan? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not that impressed with Gloom. Yeah, me neither. But I sort of like Gloom here. Mm. I'm I'm not impressed with Gloom in general. I don't think. Like I would never play Gloom in a control disc or something. Yeah. For example, but. Like what Gloom does is that it's quite good when you're already restricting the mana, and here here you have the sinkholes and you have the yeah. energy fluxes, mm. so you're you're sort of destroying their mana already, and then then Gloom is much better. And I can see and, it. Being, uh, yeah, sorry. And also the fact that you're also already taxing their disenchants really hard, because you're playing the Underworld Dreams energy flux deck against say the deck or or Louter or something, mm. so you're already overloading that, and that means that. It's fine, like if they disenchant it, yeah, then they don't disenchant something else. Yeah, that they I think need this, to disenchant this is also. One of the best Gloom decks, the other one being like Atog decks, yeah. which have Ancomishra and Blackwise as well. You want to do something like that to make Gloom really good, I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, because he's because he's, he, he has cards to take out against the deck. Yeah. Uh, but and taking in energy flux and gloom seems reasonable. Uh, what I don't like about the black decks in general here is that you have to play so much mana because you have Dark Ritual. You have like 29 or 30 mana sources. And then you also don't have very many mana sinks for that in general. Hmm. So you can easily just get like, you draw quite badly after the initial initial onslaught. Hmm. So you, you can just top deck badly because you don't have... You do have Time Twister, but you don't have Brain Guys here, you don't have Wheel. Yeah, I think maybe also as you mentioned about Gloom, if you're so much in on black, it's good against the like circle protections. If someone is playing those, I don't know, but yeah, the, for sure. And the that's another thing. Yes, the Suchi is also as you mentioned, like it being uh, it takes off. If you if you're taking in the Suchis, you might be doing that if you take in the Glooms. Uh, then you have another, yeah, as you mentioned, you only play four 
disenchants. Maybe you don't even expect the suchis. You're probably not taking in like dust to dust and stuff like that. So right, there was one point after hash one where we were convinced you wanted to play one tranquility in the board of the deck to beat this kind of pile. Yeah. I don't think that's correct anymore because you can just play... Nowadays you can play a second recall instead and recall a couple of decisions in the late game and solve it that way. Mm-hmm. Or or whatever. But I think like it was it was kind of close in a way. And that that's interesting in itself, right? Yeah. In, like splashing tranquility in the deck is... Yeah, Something I else. remember this also, like for the Unreal Dreams decks. Right, yeah. I guess. Yeah. This exact I, list, basically. I I splashed um, uh, Tranquility in the deck uh, back then mm. um, because of this deck and because right, so yeah. many people played Underworld Dreams decks in general. Uh, yep. I mean, this deck and the combo deck. Mm. Uh, so, so I think, and then. People just played a lot of uh, weird enchantments, and then I played against enchantress and had tranquility. <laughs> just insane. Mm. Uh, I think the problem with this, yeah, yeah uh, I think the problem with this deck is the burn decks probably because, as we said, like you have thirty mana sources, and then you also have underworld dreams and energy flux, which don't do very much at all mm. once you're behind on mana or behind on life against the burn deck. Like if not expected trades three mana for one against all their bolts and so on. Yeah. And I think like if everybody's on burn burn decks, this is much worse. If everybody's on like blue white mid range instead, I think it's much much better. Yeah, and like a sinkhole if you're behind doesn't do anything exactly. At all. It also does not do very much. <clears throat> not, not enough there. Yeah. So that's like the take I have from playing some of these decks that you, you as you also mentioned, like being doing the onslaught, and then if they have enough answers, you're you're basically blank if the mm. rest of the game drawing into sinkholes, drawing into like stuff that they can either don't care about or like have had time to address. I think maybe we should go to our main entree today, the, <laughs> this year's uh, BSK. Uh, you actually took it down, Svante. Do, do you want to tell us about your like tournament uh, to, that you you didn't? Uh, I thought you had, were, was organized this year also, but I was not. Well, well organized. I, I mean, it's about sport winning your own tournament, right? So I had <laughs> okay. to how to pass it on to all of Ah, now I know why. Okay. But yeah, also, yeah. Uh, on the Fallen, you actually wrote on it, uh, the BSK 2021. So I did. You, you did almost as much organizing as me. Uh, <laughs> That's not at all true, but you are allowed to say so, yes. Um, now, um, yeah, so uh, I had actually been playing a small other tournament the week before where I played another kind of rug agro lists and I took that one down as well with a worse record but still so I was like sort of on a tier with rug that list was based on 
an old 16 creature rag list I have been playing with like Curdates, Pixies, Scream Sprites, Dibs, all the burn spell, all the, all the aggression, all, all the power basically. Uh. And then I sort of wanted to try different things, so the first thing I did was adding a couple of counter spells and cutting the Scrib Sprites. That felt really good, but I wanted to try it something else because people always say like, hey, shouldn't you splash black in the rag decks? I really like the mana you get when you don't because you can play just two Cedar Brass of the full 12 Dual Lands and everything is very, very smooth. But it's very hard to just theorize whether it's correct to do that or whether I should play black instead, right? Uh-huh. So I, I was figuring, yeah, I should I should try it at some point, but the mana base is too bad. But then it dawned on me, like, hey, if I cut Curdapes instead of Scrape Sprites, then I don't have to play as many forests, and then it doesn't hurt me as much to play for Cedar Brass. Uh-huh. So I could actually try that instead now that I think the... 12 creature list is sort of good. So I made this deck that has four Scrib Sprites, four Pixies, four Dibs, four Bolts, four Chain Lightnings, three Psionic Blasts, one Shatter, bunch of power, including the black cards, and 26 mana sources. And the mana base is something like 11 blue, 11 red, 11 green, and 7 black. So it's still, like, it's not bad. It's not a bad mana base, but you do play four cities. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so it's like all the restricted cards, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, including Brain Gasser and Mana Drain, hmm. which I think are no-brainers, even in, in the aggro decks. I didn't play that in the beginning, but that was just wrong. So it's it's a very smooth deck. Hmm. It's very powerful. Like, Scrib Sprite is not the best creature. It's certainly worse than Curlip. But it's still pretty good. Mm. It's a lot better than Flying Man, for example. And um, this list only plays four Arabian creatures, in addition to five lands. So sitting in the bottle is not as bad, especially not post-board. Because then I can, if I know they're around, I can cut dibs and add Suchis. And maybe cut a city as well, so I have only like four four Arabian cards or something like that. So, so there's that. Like, it's very bad against Blood Moon, obviously, because all of these decks are. I have some Suchis for that. Doesn't always work, but in general, it's a consistent aggro deck with like more. It has 12 creatures instead of the eight out of blue red, which actually helps a lot for the consistency in general. Mm. Yeah, like have a. Like consistent threat and <clears throat> yeah. most of them you can like you have with the counter spell <laughs> decks or whatever uh, you like need to have you need the curve is more it, it becomes weirder I believe uh, that you need to have have like the counter spell backup but here you can just go turn one scripts right turn two yeah, fixes turn three uh, that said I do like counter spell a lot mm. After having played the tournament, which, as we say, I won, and they actually won, went 8-0 here as well. So I lost, I think, two games over the course of the tournament, but I still believe the other version I played where I did not play black, and I played like two counter spells, actual counter spells, instead of the black spells and courage over Scrooge Brights, mm. and just 12 dual lands and two cities. 
I actually believe that version is probably better than uh -huh. trying it out because, like, it's the back parts are sure are good, but they're not that backbreaking all the time. Four CD is very much more than two. That can be more like, backbreaking, breaking in a way. It can, but like I, I do like a couple of cameras for CD because you can. It gives you a lot of flexibility in different ways, and it's smooth and, and different ways. But mm. I, I do like this kind of shell with like 12, 12 creatures, 12 ish burn spells, and then like power and maybe some counter spells. Yeah. Well, like Pixies is so good, as I said. Like Pixies is the best green creature. I think Pixies is the, like the third best creature in the Swedish format, something. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I really, really like it. I, I beat. Uh, Hannes on that black deck we discussed okay. twice uh -huh. actually so I was I was ready for his sitting bottle draw the second time around so I boarded out my dibs and wasn't hurt very bad, badly by that he didn't, didn't draw it very much either mm. he, he just didn't draw very well mm. I mean he for example I won I won on library when he has forcing cold to sit in the bottle Strip mine, Chaos Orb, and Demonic Children didn't get any of them, whereas I just won, won by drawing a library all the time, and that shouldn't really happen, right? Yeah, playing that many removals for it also. So, I mean, I beat that. I beat, I beat Orland on Twiddlevolt, which was a very, very close game. I, I drew great with my draw seven. Um. <laughs> you did not, but at the same time, I, I drew pretty badly as well there for, for some turns, where I just beat down with one strip sprite and... What you died yeah, to I've, the copper I've, The interesting thing is that you beat me two weeks in a row in the quarterfinals, and I beat your deck um, in the Swiss. I we didn't beat you in the Swiss this time, but I beat Ulle playing That's this true. deck. Ulle, Ulle hated this deck. Ah, okay. But he's been he trying the budget out. Version, okay, but, but he, he's been trying out some uh, rug decks, I believe, in the past. Maybe lent your earlier versions even. Uh, he, yeah, he borrowed some rug eight deck from me once. Yeah. At BSK, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I kind of hate this deck, the rug deck, because I lost it <laughs> twi two quarterfinals in, in two weekends now. So. At least you uh, beat I'm, me in the Swiss the first time around there. So there we have the Swiss. Uh, and at least I beat you one game in the quarterfinals with a natural fireball from Twiddlewald. Oh yeah, you did. I, I was. We, we had a uh, copper tablet taken down, and you you fireballed me for twelve and whatever. When you so you didn't have to combo off fully; you just had to assemble some mana and do it. I was I just. I just drew six lands and played land, 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 fireball. That's <laughs> yes, that's really basically great. it, yes. That's how you need to no, it was it, it was good fun, and this list is not that great against Twiddlevolt because I have so little disruption. It's just aggro, basically, but mm. I don't need it usually. Yeah, and, uh, you, you have, like, only some artifact removal, but then again, sometimes you you can get, get in enough damage, I guess, uh, and yes, it's like it's. I don't give them very much time, at least. So yeah, and, and you're that. playing all the restricted cards, so you can have those like bonkers yes. old school games where you uh, do the mind twist or whatever. I guess for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really like these these kind of builds in general. I I think this might be better than blue white red, mm. uh, mostly because sure, like blue white red has a lion, which is a very good very good creature, but. The rest after Lion and Dib, 
the rest of the options, at least in Swedish, are so bad. They have to play like Sarangel, which is mid-range and not aggro in a different way, I think. Mm. So I do think I like this better. I need to play more blue-white-red, like modern blue-white-red, but right now I think I prefer this. Mm. Your thoughts on the tournament, Olam? We only mentioned your grudge match there. Matches, even. Yeah, well, I finished 3-2 with Twiddlevolt and made the last uh, top 8 place. Um, I think Ulle was more happy finishing ninth and don't didn't have, so he didn't have to play the quarterfinals. <laughs> Probably, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I think it's fun to play Twiddlevolt. Uh, it's generally a fun deck, especially when you're winning because you're <laughs> winning in spectacular fashion. I... I think the most fun time was playing against MG. Um, in general, it's really fun to play against him. Um, oh, totally, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he started. He played a Tormod script, and he was so happy. Started t- <laughs> uh, taking a picture of his board state, uh, <laughs> and while he played a. <laughs> took a picture asked him i'll play a regrowth and he was like okay i'll take back a twiddle and he was like what the fuck <laughs> and he is a guy that gets impressed when you power game him in old school mm. uh, most people get upset but so i <laughs> tend to not power game against people but against mg i take every opportunity yeah <laughs> yeah and he, he'll accept every opportunity yeah. Uh, so so yeah, he's he's a gr- and I mean it's a, always great meeting him. Uh, you don't get to meet him that often nowadays. Mm. When yeah, was that was one of the this. best things about this tournament. As be we said, like BSK always is, it's a gathering of old school old school crew. Mm. But in this time, like the first time in close to two years, that they actually get to hang out with people like MG and Kalle and old school and old and fluffy and everybody. So it was was a really great time just just meeting everybody. Yeah, I felt so good about that even before I started winning. Uh, and Fluffy, as we mentioned, he won the was it Legacy? Uh, yeah, he won the Legacy Nationals, Nationals playing Elves. So he couldn't play this one. Any other honorable mentionables in the top eight or tournament decks you saw? Kalle Kalle uh, uh, Nord finished top eight in the Legacy uh, as well. Mm-hmm. That's also sweet. With yeah. a with de- with a deck from 2017. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cool. Um, that'll that'll I mean, show cool. them with all the people wanting some bands. Uh, yeah, yep. and uh, in this tournament uh, we had uh, Morgan. Who Morgan is a is a nice guy. Mm. Finishing top eight, losing to Swante in the finals. He definitely he that was fun. he try, he is trying to double in troll disco. I didn't really agree with his deck list. Mm. Uh, it wasn't that bad. No, it, no, it was of close course. to good. Like I, I was actually yeah. closer to his list than you are. Like I think Stone Rain is totally fine in general in intro disco. Mm. He yeah. played Stone Rain and Ola. he played two main deck Stone Rains. But okay. like if you expect mazes, you really want to kill those mazes, right? Because they're so good in the mirror. Uh, mm. Yeah, but I think the thing is that he played. Uh, he did the same mistake as I did. I'm playing the energy flux in the sideboard That's because true. he has look. He looked at there, there's some weird, uh, <laughs> weird Danish list uh, featuring, featuring energy flux and ivory towers in the sideboard. Oh, I see. Uh, kids don't play energy flux and ivory tower in troll disco. <laughs> kids don't no, do this good. at home. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I think one of the things he did great is he plays. Uh, 
He plays four and uh, four maze of its between main deck and sideboard. Yep. Uh, that's great. I think that's probably one of my changes I'm going to do. Mm. Uh, yeah, you played two and one in the tournament before, right? Two and, yep. Two and that's, one that's, on the board. Yeah. That's been the standard for a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, and he, and he plays four red elemental blasts and zero blue elemental blasts, I think. That's uh, which weird. I, yeah, that that I don't agree with, and then uh-huh. I think you should play flash counter, which we discussed as well. Yeah, so, that's true. So like, I mean, in general, it's not a bad list, and he even has the one of Shivan Dragon, which I think is essential. Uh, yeah, I I agree. It's it's a totally fine and defensible list, except for the flaxes maybe, which don't really yeah. do do what you want them to be doing, but. It's totally fine, and, and Morgan is a great guy, and it was fun fun playing against him. It always is, mostly because I usually win against him for some reason. But it's always fun to hang out with him. I think I like him a lot. Uh, yeah. Do you, like going back to the stone rains? You're playing one. Uh, I, I just want to ask you that before we uh, leave. You're playing one uh, ice storm in your sideboard. Where, when do you take that in? Is it against the uh, base of it decks or? Yeah, it's base. I didn't do play that the week before actually, but I I strip mind and chaos orb so many mazes during that tournament. So I figured that what well, the hell, it's probably good to play an ice storm mm. to to actually have another another out against maze or. I mean, it's not an out because I'm not dead to maze, especially not if I cut dibs. Mm. So just a small creatures, but it's still very good to do it. And just as we discussed with Synco, like the first land destruction spell is very dead because you can take a factory and take a call or something. Yeah. So I actually really like, I mean, you can see it's a late edition because it's unlimited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't own a beta one yet, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to fix that. Now you need to fix that. I will. Yeah. Um, I have my... I said on Ola had one extra, so it's or extra. He had one, so it's gonna be somewhere there, I think. <laughs> now I, I really, really, really like it. Actually, I, the theory is, sol- is solid. It's probably something you cut if you need more slots. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm gonna fit fit it into the other other list, but it's definitely up there with something you could play. Yeah. And I think, uh, like, ending on your sideboard, uh, like the Falling Star, that's a rather new uh, addition this last two, three years or whatever, Com- coming a bit from the States, right? And maybe no, because maybe you see it, so many... It was the Arata, green... right? Yeah, yeah. You needed two Arata to make it playable. Yeah. And also, like, the Rise of Monogreen. Exactly. So, so it's very good in those matchups, which, like, Monogreen is a horrible matchup for this. Mm. I think even with one Falling Star, it's, it's not enough. Yeah. I have only one, so I can demonic tutor for it. I probably have to play two if I don't play demonic, and I'm I still am not sure if I'm gonna beat monogreen. Mm. But then again, like I mean, this is partly because monogreen plays main deck city in a bottle. Oh. Probably the only deck in Swedish that does. Yeah. But um, but then again, like people don't always play monogreen. They play like blue green instead with a lot of small creatures, and that is totally winnable. And that's also one of the cases where you actually want the falling star. Mm. But you can do other things. Like, Ole hates Falling Star because he thinks it's just too good against aggro, so he, he would like it to be banned, actually. So he <laughs> yeah. didn't want to play it in his board. Instead, I put in two Prodigal Sorcerers in his rug aggro board, and he played against Monogreen and went turn one Black Lotus Prodigal Sorcerer and one off of it. 
<laughs> the, okay, that that's much spicier at least. Uh, of a oh, that's very much spicier. <laughs> and that's one of those things that makes me love old school so much. Yeah. When you actually board in Prodigal Source where Lotus it out, turn one <laughs> and win out of it. It's unbeatable. The combination of power and nostalgia and weird narrow cards is, is so beautiful. Yeah. And like those weird narrow cards that don't usually see play being good, actually, in some instances, yep. it's very, very nice. Uh, do we have anything more to add, uh, Olan? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, you had a good time, at least. Also, as Svante said, meeting a lot of people, having actual yeah. face-to-face uh, conversations. <laughs> Yeah, and actually meeting the people from Gothenburg was great. Mm. Uh, I haven't met them for in, in two years, so yeah, I'm. I actually still miss it. It's like it's been just slightly over a week now when we record this, but but I still miss it all. All of it, like the people, the hangs, yeah, the food and the beer and um, the games and everything. I had some serious uh, fear of missing out feelings, but uh, I, I'm feeling that now, like. There's so many like things ahead, uh, like real tournaments actually popping up. Uh, so I'm. Well, let's hope that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> things don't yeah. fuck up that much. Okay. I, yeah. I have not have anything booked right now, so I don't really know what's what's going to be. It would be fun to play something in like December or so, but I'll, yeah. I don't think I'll come up to it. But yeah. Yeah. We have some here at um, least that uh, I'm looking forward to uh, actually playing. And we, I've started playing like at the pub also. Uh, that's the first. Yeah, I see in, that like, sometimes. That looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, I wish I had a local crew. So, uh, and to be honest, it's actually Svante is the one I've actually spent kind of the most time with during COVID IRL <laughs> because we have spent the last two weekends uh, together yeah. playing Magic or not playing as much Magic, but hanging out. That's true. Like the week before that, we hang out a lot there. Yeah. So, so it's um, yeah. But I'm I'm looking forward to to hopefully going to some tournament. I already booked the uh, the reindeer's raccoon cup or festival or what's it called. <laughs> yeah. For, for me, it's more like I'm not feeling that certain that travel in early January will feel that good. So I'm I'm sort of I think I'll wait two or three weeks and see yeah. the status of the pandemic before I book anything there. But I would like to go otherwise. So that's like my... There have been some problems uh, with that, like trying to have some tournaments in the States at least and some other places uh, and like play, just shutting down like some weeks before. So maybe hopefully it will uh, be fine in Europe at least uh, in the coming uh, I mean, time. Europe is where it's the worst right now but uh-huh, okay. in any case let's aim <laughs> let's for not talk con, about that <laughs> if nothing else yeah, like yeah. by by spring we just need a noobcon i mean n- not that anybody really knows what's going on there including mg but yeah with noobcon i don't mean the actual invite noobcon thing i mean like, the noobcon week because yeah. no matter what happens with mg and organizing the tournament and places and everything no matter what happens, there is going to be a lot of old school and old school adjacent formats in Gothenburg during Easter week. Yeah, I can come on that as, at long, as long as the pandemic is like yeah. not, uh, not yes. as... And I, I want to say to everyone coming, uh, I'm taking the whole week off before NoobCon. So if you want to come and hang out and play and do other stuff, I'm 
free for hangs during the whole week. That's nice. Yeah, I hope there will be a lot of stuff happening then. Uh, I guess that's all. So uh, nice for nice of you to join us. Uh, it was a lot of fun hanging out with you guys and talking about these decks. Yeah, felt nice. Uh, thank you for joining also, uh, Olan. It's great to be back after being sidelined for a couple of shows. Yeah, yeah. You, you, needed, you needed a breather. I needed a breather. Uh, okay, that's all, folks. Bye-bye. Sprid nyheterna Jag kommer idag För jag vill bli en del av dig Borås, Borås I postålerskor Och allgottskostym Gör jag entré i stora stan Borås, Borås Ja, jag vill vakna upp i stan Som aldrig sover där blir jag kung för en kväll Kvällen är min På Broadways strad Var jag nummer ett Men det är här som jag vill slå Borås, Borås Sick.